Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Uh, I had to leave. At that time, it was clear that Noella chose to show over me and the family. Um, I love Noella, but I do not know who she is anymore. Um, I grew up a very conservative Puritan background um, with Noella. I explored a world of sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Uh, we went down a very unhealthy path. Um, I Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Everyone's Business But Mine with me, Kara Berry. It's our last free-for-all what's going on in pop culture current events episode of 2021. And, you know... It's going to go out with a little bit of a flop, a little bit of a mini-sode. I'm just going to be shooting the shit with you guys um, and talking about whatever I could scrape from the bottom of the barrel, okay? That's just the truth. And We're at the end of the year, and it's time that I tell you the truth. There's really not much going on. It's going to be a lot of flops, and I'm I'm going to be singing for my supper here a lot, okay? I, I can't guarantee it's going to be good. Um, but join me, shall you? Will you? Please. Please. Please, please. Anyway, um, so as you guys know, the holidays tend to be kind of a lull. This week is sort of a lull for us all, but definitely in the celebrity news and pop culture news realm. Not because these celebrities like really want to spend time with their family and take a step away from the spotlight and not have the attention on them. Like, please make no mistake about that. It's really because, you know, the out of office emails have been set up the media girls aren't coming back until January 5th. Like, don't even bother, right? But on the other hand, this is a great time to break up with somebody because you can put it under the radar. People aren't really clicking on Instagram and and refreshing Twitter as much as they usually are. Um, And you can really, like, drop some news and get on with your life in the new year. And so... Most of this episode is going to be dedicated to all the breakups that have happened within the past week or so. Um, You know, I'm going to do my last girl of the year and I wish that I could have given this um, a little bit more thought because I probably would not have um, uh, given it to Bethany Frankel. Um, I like definitely wouldn't have done that. And that was a mistake on my part. But you know what? There's a special episode coming up on Friday, and so maybe I'll be able to redeem myself on that one. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Anyway, our girl of Last Girl 2021, Bethany Frankel, who is trying to... I mean, clearly she's bored. Here's the thing that we need to be honest about with Bethany Frankel. I think there's been a lot of, like, because of her behavior over the past year, year and a half, and her tendency, really, um, um, fixation on uh, saying things that she knows are going to be 
spoken about. She doesn't care if it's good or bad. It's usually bad. And then she comes back and says she doesn't care. She said what she said. She's right. We're all wrong. Somehow all of us misinterpreted what she said. Somehow, you know, we've all gotten it wrong. And there's no possible way that she could be incorrect about that thing that she said that was horrific, um, leaning towards slash fully racist or transphobic or the like. You've all seen the headlines. I don't need to get into them. And I usually don't talk about them because they're stupid because I know what she's doing. But here, clearly, she's very bored. And I'm talking about this because it's sad. It's sad for me. So this isn't really, even though I said I'm talking about breakups, she's trying to play the media, you guys. Let's just talk about it. So on uh, Instagram, on... Gosh, this was, uh, find my words, Kara, December 21st, she posts a picture of her next to a pink Christmas tree, and she's wearing a white, um, uh, mini skirt, uh, you know, that like, you know, when those like white fluffy rugs were really hot for like five years or so, it looks like that it's giving, it's giving bathroom rug. You know, it's giving Brooklyn apartment. Um, no shade, no shade. But you know what I mean, that aesthetic. Um, and she's wearing a sweater. It's like a... We gotta cop, stop calling these sweaters ugly sweaters because they're in the ugly sweater style, but they're clearly very cute and they're very tailored. Anyway, she's wearing a sweater that says, All my jingle ladies. In 20... Damn near 2022. She is dropping... A single ladies Christmas reference. I mean, my God. Like, we all agreed that single ladies probably definitely like top five worst Beyonce song, right? And we love her. I'm in the beehive, okay? But it's bad. It's not a good song. And, and Bethany, I, I mean, if Bethany will hold on to anything in life, like, I swear to God... If Bethany, somebody set fire to Bethany's home and they said, you have 30 seconds to take something that you really treasure. She would take a skinny girl surfboard and an ugly sweater with a lame fucking saying on it. Why won't she let this go? (laughs) I need her to let this go. You remember when they had that uh, Berkshire's episode and she wore the like rolling with my Sonomi's sweater and she had to explain it to Ramona and Sonia like seven times over and over and over again. And they didn't understand it because they don't know what a homie is. And so they didn't make the connection that what a Sonomi was. It was bad. Oh, God. Um, so anyway, like I said, she's not wearing her engagement ring. And the caption says, shout out to all my hashtag jingle ladies who can put their own ring on it, dot, dot, dot. So this led people to believe that she was single because context clues, right? Um, apparently that's not true. And now, like, I love it when people do this. And now she's like upset with us because we misinterpreted what seemed like a very obvious hint drop that she was no longer engaged to that Paul guy. What? I don't care. (laughs) I just need her to let the sweater thing go. I don't care about the dude. I don't know what he does. I, you know, I don't care. He looks like, I don't know, like Jared Kushner, but not, he looks like not Jared Kushner. And I just don't have time for it. And I don't have time for her. So it's also like, just take a walk, you know, just take a walk because she knows exactly what she's doing, right? She's constantly trying to convince us that she is like this business savvy maven. She knows everything that's going on. She's 12 steps ahead of everybody and she knows everything. Cheater brand, whatever. Big shot. So I know that she knows what she's doing with this. And she's just like courting the media and just like flirting and being like, oh, am I with this guy that nobody gives a fuck about? Or am I not? Or, oh, no, of course I am. I just don't always wear my engagement ring. Okay, who cares? Let's get on to people who actually broke up. Okay. Um, We'll start with the the couple I care about least, which would be Dua Lipa and Anwar Hadid. Like, yeah. Yeah. We all saw that, right? I kind of feel like in a way that maybe I 
um, caused this? I don't know. Like, hear me out. So last week I talked about the rumors surrounding the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills before we found out that, like, it was just two ladies joining it, which I feel like is a horrific sign of um, it being business back to business as usual over in Beverly Hills. And to which I say, uh, puke emoji. You know, it's... Ugh. Because they've been filming for quite some time already, like several weeks, I would say even a couple of months now. And so for now, this big news to be that they're announcing two full housewives, it just seems like they don't have anything to me, to me. I don't know. Um, I'm not super excited. I know Diana Jenkins has a storied history with Hollywood and she, um, is known as quite the woman about town, but uh, really she's also like kind of known as like maybe a, a possible Hollywood madam on like a high, high level. And she created that book. It's called like Room 13 or Room 23 or something. And it, it's supposed to be this like, it's this like very glossy. I think she did all the photography book of all these celebrities and it's rumored to be that those are her clients and her, um, you know, ladies that she, that she pimps out. Um, and it's a lot of a list celebrities in that book, <laughs> like a, a, a list, like, um, this could be on a, um, you know, uh, what's that guy? The guy who killed himself. Ghislaine Maxwell's Ghislaine's husband. What's his name? Epstein. It, on the on the on the same level as maybe like an Epstein little black book. This could be a real smoking gun in a few years. I don't know because there are some underage stars in there. Hayden Panettiere. But anyway, um, yeah. So I, you know, I, I'm still I'm not particularly moved by this information. But anyway, I was predicting that one of the rumors was that Yolanda and LVP were going to return. And I was really excited and I thought, oh my God, what if we get a Dua Lipa cameo now? Maybe, I don't know if she heard the podcast. I don't know if she felt it on a telepathic level that maybe this might be coming down the pike for her. And she said, no, thank you. I'm off of this train. Um, maybe it's just the fact that she's tired of being with some like 22 year old um, anti-vaxxer, you know, but <laughs> Because she's got work to do. The girl's got to go on tour whenever little scraps of time we have before everything shuts down again. And, uh, you know, she, she's got to, she's got to have the Pfizer or the Moderna. Do you think, I think Dua might be a Pfizer girl. I think she might be. Anyway, um, yeah, I don't care, but do your own thing, girl. Like, she's 26, he's 22, you know. I know she can do better. And I know she will. I know she will. Maybe we could even get like a couple weeks of like, if we could get her and Sean Mendez on a six week contract, that might be fun for a little while before, before, you know, you settle down for a new man. We'll just see, just see how things go. Speaking of 22 year olds who needed to break up with their partners, um, uh, Kanye West model girlfriend and, he broke up. Thank God. I mean, who cares? Nobody knows who this girl is. <laughs> like no shade, but I don't know who this girl is. Maybe she's a bad bitch on Instagram. Maybe she's gotten a couple campaigns. I, I wouldn't know. I honestly like could not tell you what the girl even looked like. Um, but good, good for you, girl, because literally like this man was really out here publicly playing in your face, asking, pleading for his wife back. Okay. And that's not a good look for you. And I'm sure it was like really fun to like play around in that uh, Malibu mansion that he put you up in with no furniture and, you know, the good snacks. I'm sure I, I get it, girl. If you get the brass ring in front of you, you take it. Even if, even if it's Kanye, I, just take advantage of it, girl. Cause you're never going to get that opportunity again. I get it, but you, you know, have your fun and let go. And you can go back to your L.A. apartment with your girlfriends and you tell them about, you know, conversation you had with North once and move on. Oh, my God. Should I talk about Chloe for a second? She's really, oh, girl, like it's getting sad. And and I hope you know that when I say it's getting sad and Chloe in the same sentence, I'm 
operating on Chloe's level. Like I know that intellectually everything about Chloe's love life has been sad for the better part of a decade, maybe even longer. I, I get that. Through the, through the very low bar of Chloe's sadness, this is sad for her. Make no mistake. Um, she's been doing this thing, and I don't know if anybody else has been noticing this, but she's now in that, I don't know, maybe like stage five of her breakup uh, situation, which is like, we all know how this goes. Um, you know, first we start off with the tweets, just like the random tweet thanking your thanking her fans for her support. I love you. I'm sorry I haven't been on Twitter for so long, but like I just am sending love and maybe she'll like respond to a couple tweets and then we move on. But then we move into phase two, the one we're all very aware of, the Instagram um inspirational quotes. And we all know like we can get anywhere between seven and twenty three a day. We, we've all been through them, right? Um, phase three, I would say is, did I say we're in phase five? Maybe we're in phase three, which is, um, what she's doing now, which is the saddest one of all the revenge body phase. Um, the dropping the articles about how she's in her quote unquote natural curly hair. And even though there's like a good, 30 inches of weave in it and we all see it we can see the tape even from the picture Chloe you can see it um and then showing off her abs and then there's the picture or the videos two videos are pretty much identical on her twitter you can see it um of them at the christmas party the k-r-i-s-m-a-s party um and she's just showing off her body and the tweet is something along the lines of like, sometimes the best, best gift is a receipt. And it's just her like, just vamping, just vamping for the camera. And it's just sad for me. And I'm, I celebrate our bodies. Okay. This is not a body shaming podcast. I think Chloe is a stunning woman, but I think, why doesn't she know that? Like, this is sad, baby. Like, this man has been out here embarrassing you for years now. And I just think that maybe the right wires have been crossed. I think we as a society really made a mistake by giving her that revenge body show. Because, um, like, let's, like, really unpack that, right? She had a whole show dedicated to getting herself back after dating a man who looks like a thumb, like a big toe. Like Lamar, you really had to create a whole show surrounding bouncing back from him. Like God bless him, but him, he looks like, never mind. I, I won't say it. I'll keep that to myself. But anyway, <laughs> I just like, I think really messed up. So now I think in her mind, it's like, I have to show off my body. I have to show how good I look. I have to show how toned I am. I have to show my abs in order for people to understand that I'm okay. And it's just getting sad for me because like you're having Kylie take a video of you while like saints running around, um, trying to get rain, not to set the curtains on fire in the back. And it's, it's just like, we don't care about your receipts. Nobody asked for them. Nobody asked. And also, baby, like, where's the re show us the receipt from the surgery, girl. Show us the receipt from Dr. Orion. I don't see that in the video. That dress isn't made of, of receipts of those nature. Okay? Like, that's not natural, girl. What do you, your natural curly hair, ma'am, I know that, um, makeup by Mario, Clyde, Clyde Goodhand, or whatever the fuck his name is, curled the fuck out of your hair. And I get that you have natural curly hair, but like, girl, that is not natural. You're not blonde. Naturally. <laughs> what are you talking about, girl? You're not even blonde. Ugh. God bless. I want more for Chloe. I wish for her some self-esteem. I really do. I really do. Um, anyway, should we talk about Pete and, and Kim? There's really nothing to talk about. Like, he's in L.A. using one of her fleet of Rolls Royces, um, trying to get weed from Med Men, but getting kicked out because he didn't have an ID, which, you know, kind of lends a credence as to uh, why you're driving around, sir, if you don't 
have a license anyway um also then he couldn't get into Mad Men, so he just peed outside the rolls royce and he's just been going to 7-eleven or whatever the fuck this is almost giving like remember a few years ago when kanye did that campaign for yeezy where kim was coming out of mcdonald's late at night and they were like these paparazzi pictures and she was always wearing like you know a sports bra and some biker shorts this is what it's giving like right is he where like do we need to look close and see if he's wearing skims for fendi or whatever i i'm still loving this relationship and i'm having a good time make no mistake but i just feel like what is it all for you know he couldn't even be with her he couldn't stay with her um, he was staying in a, a hotel nearby because, you know, North was like, girl, stop playing with me. Like, does this man shower? I, I need proof. I need proof. Um, what else was I going to say? Oh, that there was also this article dropped about how um, Kim only wanted to be seen in public with Pete in group date settings because she doesn't want to upset Kanye or make him feel bad. Okay. <laughs> okay, girl. Okay, so here's another thing. I think we all saw this video of Sweet James, Noella from Real Housewives of Orange County's now or about to be ex-husband, talking about, quote unquote, his side of the story regarding his breakup with Noella, in which he is sitting there in his uh, Puerto Rican house, the house in Puerto Rico, the the house that uh, the divorce made. Um, and he's talking about how he's throwing her under the bus, basically, about how he's just like a good man. When he got with Noella, he led she led him down a dark path of drugs and sex and violence. And, you know, he had to get away down to Puerto Rico and he's in such a better, much more healthy place in his life. And he's just feeling so great. And he just wants to get his life back together for he and his son and uh, blah, blah, blah. Like she's really courting the media, even though he has tagged in this video basically every media outlet from the TMZs to the Instagram rumor accounts. Um, he is really just like making it seem or trying to set the scene of him being a victim of this marriage of Noella being this volatile, possibly, um, drug addled sex addict, um, terrible mom. And he's just trying to save him and his son to which I would say the big question is, if you were that concerned about the well-being of your son, why did you fuck off to Puerto Rico and leave him with this woman that you're apparently so concerned about her behavior? Duh, bitch. Like, didn't you consider that? How that would look? How you just, like, cut off the credit cards and left them with no money and no um, way to get him any sort of help? He couldn't... Just looking through the... Uh, couch cushions to see if she can scrape together some coins to get some a cup of ramen for him or that he couldn't have access to his therapy because there's no way for her to pay for it like bro everybody saw right through that video it is bullshit and i don't want to hear from it i don't want to hear from this man again like you guys can have your feelings about Noella. You guys can feel like she's really um, courting this uh, relationship demise in a, a kind of surprising mention it all sort of way for somebody who's only been on television for about 15 minutes. But I call bullshit on this completely. He also tells a story about how he was like the doting, ever supportive husband and partner to her and how she had wanted to be on the show for years, which I believe. And I also believe that she probably went about her life in a way that would um, was courting the cameras. I believe that he says that when they were looking for homes, they had to vet them to make sure that they were going to be right for the show and all of that. That I believe. Then he talks about how when it got close, when she got this contract signed and things got closer to filming, 
She completely changed. She was solely focused on the show. She shut him out. And he just, like, I guess, hit a limit. And then he says that she was the one who actually filed for separation and um, divorce first. Like, he was... Whatever, dude. Like, whatever. Um, So, yeah. I just call bullshit on the whole thing. Like, whatever. Was she probably fame-hungry and wanted to be on the show? Obviously. Is that a reason for you to, uh, like, so many of you guys reach out to me, thank you, set up a tax shelter in Puerto Rico to try to um, screw her out of financial uh, compensation? Like, come on. This man is supposed to be a lawyer. Like, aren't you supposed to be in the business of convincing people (laughs) that there's, like, truth to what you're saying? Because you might want to save that billboard money, my guy. Like, if this is the best you can do, I would, you know, I, I would call Salino. I'd call Salino. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. As we all know, when it comes to everyone's business, I like to mention it all, but when it comes to mine, I like to keep things a little bit closer to the chest. But that method doesn't always work when it comes to your mental health, and we all need a way to purge and get it out. Therapy is a safe space to do that and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down by learning positive coping skills and all the tools you need to help you be the best version of yourself. BetterHelp is entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. So you can just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash everyone's business today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash everyone's business. Anyway, moving on to another Real Housewives of Orange County split. Joe Biden's nephew, Cuff, C-U-F-F-E, has um, announced his split from Megan King Edmonds slash Megan King after only two months of marriage. So, um, you know, the day will always remember veterans day, the day where, um, CNN announced that Joe Biden would not be doing any sort of events because he was going to be attending a family wedding of his nephew and real housewives of Orange County star Megan King Edmonds. And to which, all of Bravo universe said, excuse the fuck out of me. (laughs) Like what the hell? They they had been dating for about seven minutes. They had this wedding. It was on brides.com. Like she was ready. R E A D Y. Okay. Um, yeah, but apparently they broke up. She told people that they broke up. Um, there's really no reasoning why that is. I just feel like, (sighs) I always felt very neutral about Megan. I felt she came in and she did what she had to do. Was it iconic to expose somebody for being a fake cancer patient? Absolutely. Do I put her in icon status for that alone? No. Uh, Outside of that, um, she, nothing. 
nothing really comes to memory. She doesn't really shake the table for me personally. Okay. Um, with that being said, what I hate the most is that she gave Jim Edmonds fuel because what I do know about their divorce is that it was, uh, messy that they have both said things, but it seems like Jim has been more of a shit bag than Megan has by quite a bit. And I just hate that. Like she gave him the fuel for him to crack some more corny jokes about it. And, you know, giggle to his new 23 year old wife or whatever. It's just weird. I don't like him. And so let's not give men fuel in 2022, right? Cause I would have just stared, stayed married to that man out of spite. But also it's like, I don't know. I saw a lot of people who felt really bad for her, but I don't, you know, cause here's the thing I, and that sounds harsh. I, I know, but hear me out here is I, She's hot. She's got money. And I know that that's like money isn't everything and being attractive isn't everything. But she's young. She's fancy. She's free. This is a behavior of people who live free and don't have to really consider getting into serious relationships with people because, you know, it's not it doesn't matter. Like, let's really think about it. If people didn't have financial ties to their partner or they could get out of it as easily as millionaires could, there would be a lot more divorces. You know, (laughs) if you could if you could untangle yourself from your partner financially in a much easier way and you came out of it like still a millionaire, you'd, you'd break up with them. Like, it just doesn't hurt as much. I think I'm not divorced. I don't know. I just feel like Megan is a type of girl, like a Kaylee Cuoco type who just like loves hard. And, you know, also it's like, yeah, you knew this dude for like four days. Like her love story is they met on a, they met on like Raya or something. They talked for two days. They spoke on the phone for five hours and then he booked a flight to come see her um, eight hours later. And I just feel like, I don't know, like, Yeah, it's probably a lot of emotional upheaval. And, like, truly, what she wants the world to know is that her pussy's yanking. And, like, you could just say that, you know? I'll say it for you. I have no problem with that. I have no problem with that. Um, Anyway, let's move on to... (laughs) um, Oh, uh, the worst breakup, the saddest breakup of all, of between Selling Sudsuds, Chriselle, and Jason... Uh, or Brett. No, Jason. Oh. After five whirlwind months of dating, they have announced that they have broken up. And, you know, and how dare all of you for not believing in this love, for not believing that it's authentic, for not believing that it's um, just a complete coincidence that they started dating around the time of filming and then they broke up around the end of filming. How dare you try to poke holes in this story, in this love story? How dare you? Um, this is real. It's true. I believe it. And I hope nothing for the best for them. Okay. Even Brett spoke out and said that the rumors are false, that their love was real, and that this was probably the most his brother has been in love with anybody ever before. And there's rumors that uh, they just maybe didn't agree on family planning. Like, it sounds like maybe Chriselle doesn't want to have kids, and he does. But, you know, I was rooting for them. I was rooting for them awkwardly dancing at a day party, um, her in Lucite heels and him in some like Javianas just trying to latch on to her waist and just was happy to be there for the ride. You know, I am there for whatever happens on this season and uh, I believe in their love and I'm going to be lighting a candle for them to get back together until the end of the year. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Um, Speaking of, I want to talk about some shows a little bit. (sighs) I hate to say this. I watched the first two episodes of Selling Tampa, the Selling Sunset spinoff, and I 
didn't care for it. And I'm like doubly confused and devastated because I've seen people that I trust, everybody. I've not heard one person say one bad thing. I've heard only good things that people love it, that they're loving the characters. And I don't know, it's just not latching on for me. It's just not hitting for me. Maybe I need to continue and maybe I'll give episode three a go. But the first two episodes just weren't really doing it for me. Uh, I feel like... I didn't like... Oh, what is her name? Rena? She's She's got short curly hair and she was a former lawyer who just moved to this uh, agency. And she's really got a stick up her ass. And I almost don't disagree with what she keeps like advocating for, but I don't care. And it almost seems like everybody is kind of icing her out and Jan Bradying her. Even though she's right... I do find her annoying. And so that's really killing the buzz for me. And I like Colony because I like that there's a person who's named Colony. Um, And that's really it. (laughs) That's really all I can take from it. I want to like the show. And so I'm just going to watch the season anyway because I want to support them. But personally, it's just not, not clicking for me. It's really not. And I feel badly about that. Um, What is clicking for me, though, is Real Housewives of Miami. Wow. Wow. Um, If you guys are signed up to Mixing with Moni's Patreon, we talked about the premiere episode. But I just want to very quickly get through my thoughts on the first three episodes. Wow. I'm really, really liking it. I did not think I would... I was really like loathe to find out that Larsa Pippen, ugh, wet sponge celebrity of 2021, is was returning. Um, I just wasn't really confident in the ladies who were returning because I just I don't know I didn't really like Miami and honestly I only watched it over the course of this pandemic strictly because Princess of Buy Pumpkin podcast recapped episode two two season two so I watched seasons one and two and season one was a real drag season two was better couldn't bother to watch season three um so when i found out that like adriana was coming back alexia um larsa i was just like eh, whatever but they're they're bringing it or at least alexia is bringing it i don't know what adriana's doing i feel like she's trying to like tease this oh maybe i'm bisexual maybe i have sexual tension between me and julia but I clearly she's straight, right? Like, and she's just playing this. And so I don't have time for like fake bisexuality. Like we're, it's so lame. (laughs) It's so lame to me. If she's actually bisexual, then I celebrate that. But it just seems like she's courting this and playing this in a real like straight girl. I'm not actually going to do anything kind of way. And I just like, I don't want to see that. Like you're a grown woman. We're we're, like, we have to be so much more progressive than this truly um alexia i'm shocked that out of all of these women she um was the most dramatic because i recall her in my memory as being a real (laughs) non-factor in the original uh go through so her story with herman herman being gay um, having a lover, she's dealing with her son, um, and his like cognitive issues from an accident that he got into, and then Peter, and then her, uh, her new fiance Todd, and Todd is beefing with Peter. Now this story about the the Peter story, I hmm. Now, I didn't look this up, but I remember vaguely that maybe Peter has had some issues. Maybe he's been a little bit of a bad boy on the Miami scene. Um, When I saw Peter back on TV, I thought he looked a little shot out. His behavior seemed like he's been through some things and been doing things and... 
he just seemed a little shot out to me. A little shot out. Okay. Like he partied a little too hard. And there's no coming back from that. Okay. Um, and so when she tells a story about how, you know, she teases this whole thing about how um, she really wants to get married. She wants the full support of Peter, but now Peter and Todd are not getting along. And there was an incident that happened and she finally tells the ladies in episode three, or maybe at the end of episode two, that Peter had been working for Todd and it was giving like shades of, um, uh, Simon and, uh, Ryan from Orange County, where, I thought at first it was like maybe Peter was just fucking up on the job and he wasn't taking his responsibilities seriously. But what actually happened and the actual end to their working relationship was that one day Peter and Frankie were smoking weed. I guess Frankie can do it because of his condition. And I guess Peter decided to hop on the J train, right? So they come down for dinner Peter, I guess, is so stoned that his blood pressure drops. He passes out at the table and that this somehow turns into complete mayhem. But instead of Todd having empathy and or sympathy for Peter, he they get into a fight. And Todd says a lot of uh, mean things about how like Peter's always going to be a fuck up and how um, he's never going to have to do anything because he's been, you know, because Herman left him enough money and they have not been speaking to each other since. Peter doesn't want to go to the wedding. Alexia wants him to walk her down the aisle. He doesn't want to do that. He's not fucking with Todd. And she really wants them to get right with each other before this wedding. Right. So I, I've just never heard of something like that happening from smoking weed. I'm not saying it's not possible. Anything in this world is possible. I'm not saying it's not probable. There's an an entire possibility that I've just never heard of this happening and that it's common or that a lot of people know about this and I just haven't heard about it. But it doesn't, it just seems odd to me that this would have been a reaction simply because of weed and that Todd would have flipped out to this degree if it was like the way she tells it Todd's reaction seems like he's pissed rather than he's concerned for Peter so To me, that sounds like there was more to the story than it just being like the dude getting too high. You know, it doesn't seem like a situation where he would get so angry. And so to me, like, I know she's married to this guy now, but if he was being insensitive to my child and this was like a real thing that happened, then I would be like, fuck you, get out, right? Like, we're ending the engagement. But if it just seems weird to me. I just think that we're maybe not getting the whole story about what happened. Um, And personally, I don't think it was just weed, but we'll, we'll leave it at that. Um, Larissa's storyline. Now there have been headlines that I've seen about um, how uh, you guys, Larissa's going to be talking about what happened with her fracture with the Kardashians And it's like, yeah, obviously, what the fuck else is she going to talk about? The first episode was just about how she talks to lonely men and sends them feet pictures on OnlyFans. What else was she? That was it. Like, what else is she going to talk about? She's talking about, I don't know if this is me being an OnlyFans is going to fit in with my brand. It's like, you don't have a brand. You can do whatever the hell you want. You can do whatever you want. Nobody cares. There's no integrity brand, brand integrity happening because there's no brand. So set the tone for yourself, girl, and we'll just follow the lead because nobody knows what you do because you don't do anything. And that's fine. But like, we don't, we don't need to have this, um, I'm a businesswoman storyline when you are not. Okay. Um, Lara said to me is like a real flop. I don't like, (laughs) I don't care for her. She is just not for me. 
she is not for me. I don't like her and I can't articulate it. I just, she's just not for me. I, I think she's really somebody who I'm going to articulate it, even though I said I just couldn't. Um, I just feel like she really lacks in personality in a way that I think is like intentional. And, you know, and that's, it's like weird. Like, I think she intentionally wants to seem cold and too cool and like prissy and I don't know like it's just she's just not the girl for me I don't like her and this like I don't give a fuck uh belt that she's wearing in the intro is just like further proof of that just like trying to cultivate a personality when there is nothing there not a thing. Anyway, um, let's finish up. I'm going to just share quick thoughts about and just like that. The last episode. Ugh. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. I mean, I maintain that episode two was probably, out of the three, definitely the best of the three. Um, the I did not know until after I watched this that the Stanford storyline that we saw this episode was his send off. Like apparently we don't see or hear anything else from Stanford again for the series. And I hope that they rectify this because that was some bullshit. Now I understand they weren't expecting Willie Garson to uh, have to end filming because he got so sick. And I'm sure that they probably thought that he would be able to come back and they'd be able to like, pick back up and and explain some things and move on with the storyline i get that but to for it to just be like oh um well he wrote me and and anthony two letters one in which he just completely ended our decades-long relationship by being like i'm fucking off to japan with some 17 year old tiktok star that i'm managing and i just didn't want to tell you because i you've had enough pain in your life currently like what and then he just like divorces anthony <laughs> it's like damn cold world cold world um yeah che i feel like sarah ramirez needs to maybe check through the writer's room or somebody like check through the like the friends and family of the writer's room and see does somebody like not like Sarah because this Che character is really really the pit these people the writers in the writer's room some of them have to be comedy writers because this is a comedy show on some level so they have to know the comedy scene they have to know the stand-up scene so when I'm watching her excuse me them do this uh um, Netflix special taping. Oh, it was just so like heavy handed, so ham fisted, so yuck. It bad, pew, icky, yucky, just bad, corny, whack, lame. And it, I just like, oh. <laughs> It, it's a real bitter pill to swallow and it's not even like I just don't even know how a character like Che happens as a serious thing like Che is a caricature of a comedian but yet everybody on the show seems to be taking them seriously <laughs> and that's where I'm confused because the shit is whack real whack anyway um I did kind of like that there seemed to be a somewhat more natural 
um, inserting a minority as an actual friendship to one of the main cast storylines with uh, Carrie's realtor. I felt, again, it was very ham-fisted to make all those Peloton jokes and to have the realtor constantly, like, put Carrie on these... Like, the realtor kept saying things that was, like, making Carrie navigate these emotional landmines, and she never quite navigated them in a way that made sense to me. It was just like she was always, like, trying to be cool about it, and I don't... It just seemed very weird. It just seemed weird. But I did like that they, like, had the conversation about how, like, you know, you said something to me that hurt my feelings, I said something that hurt your feelings, and you weren't aware of it. I, I, you know, I like that finally somebody calls Carrie out for, like, being an asshole and not even realizing it and just, like, you know, clicking her way through Manhattan um, without a care in the world. So... That was nice. Um, I'm, I don't understand why we have to have this drinking storyline with Miranda. Is it, are we going to, are we going to like really dive deep into this? I almost kind of don't like how they're making Charlotte seem like this hysterical woman who's not to be trusted and she's constantly crying and she doesn't get it. And she's like goofy. And there were like moments of that on the show, but I thought they did that really brilliantly. But now it's just like, it's almost like Carrie treats her like she's a joke. So like when she's talking to her about, uh, you know, I found these little vodka bottles in Miranda's bag when I was looking for a charger and Carrie's just like, yeah, whatever. Like, I don't know. It just felt like they're, they're just treating her like she's just like a ditz almost. I don't know. Um, I guess that's it. I think that's it. 46 minutes. That's like shockingly a lot longer than I thought I would take. So, um, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed your holiday. I hope you are able to enjoy this little week in between uh, Christmas and New Year's and really take time for yourself. Do that thing that you wanted to do. Take a nice walk. Um, It's not cold here in New York. I guess winter's over. Not happening again. (laughs) We're still fully into fall. Um, uh, You know, buy buy that cookie that you want. You know? whatever. Um, okay. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll be back next week and in a new year, I'll be doing my regularly scheduled episodes this week. Well, not quite. I will be doing sister wives on Wednesday, Friday. I have a very special never before done episode that I'm really excited to have you guys listen to. So, uh, that will be in place of the Bravo episodes. Cause I'm not sure that Bravo's airing any episodes, but if they do Orange County, or maybe Vanderpump's back. Well, you guys don't know that, but made it to uh, talk about Vanderpump. So, uh, yeah, a very special episode on Friday. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for speaking. Bye.